What's up guys and welcome back to Instant Serendipity. I am here with Elijah. Hey guys, welcome. And we are so excited to start off with this new episode. We are starting something called Testimony Tape Tuesday. And every Tuesday we release a testimony tape of someone that maybe we've met on the road, maybe on our team, maybe one of our close friends. But today we're going to start with Elijah. Yeah, we're really excited. So um, I guess I'll just jump right in. Um, I grew up um, as a PK, preacher's kid, um, my entire life. And uh, I've been part of a few different churches, and growing up, I had a really good family dynamic. I had two brothers, a sister, and uh, just godly parents. Marriage was perfect as far as marriages goes. And, um, you know, I just had a pretty good uh, upbringing. Uh, I remember the day that I got saved. Um, it was on an Easter Sunday, and the message was about heaven and hell, and uh, the the picture painted of hell was very vibrant um, and the thought of going to hell scared me so bad. I remember my heart thumping and that just kind of moved me. So when I got home I just couldn't stop thinking about it and I got my dad and I remember uh, lying over on a blue footstool um, just bawling my eyes out um, and that day um, uh, I said the prayer and I got saved and um, Continued on, but from that point on, the only thing that had changed in my life was um, that I had convinced I had to convince myself uh, all the time, like from weekly to monthly basis, is that I, you know I wasn't going to die and go to hell. Um, so that was the only change. And at that point, the only thing that I had realized was I realized that I did not want to go to hell. Um, so time moved on. I was about not 10 or 11, 11 ish, maybe 10, um, at the time that I, I gave my heart to Christ. Um, but anyway, we ended up moving from that town to another town and, uh, that was kind of a big new chapter in my life. It wasn't devastating to move, but it definitely, uh, introduced just, you know, a new slate, I guess you could say. Um, I got really plugged in to the community, uh, had a great time and, through that, uh, my relationship with my parents got not so good. Uh, I always butted head with my mom because we both have very strong personalities, but ours are also very different. So we butted heads a lot, and I just never handled that well. And so I was struggling with a bunch of that kind of stuff. And anyway, I remember um, there was a point in my life where everything was still good. You know, I had everything I needed. Um, and I haven't dealt with anything that was too drastic, but I felt this hole in my heart. And uh, uh, these have been pretty dormant for a time, but I started having another wa more waves of uh, having to convince myself that I wasn't dying and go to hell. Um, so it, it was in about August, maybe October, there was a, um, a tent revival right down the road across the highway. It took five minutes to walk to. And my dad asked me, he said, hey, you want to go uh, check it out? And I said, why not? Um, and I knew what to expect. I had been, uh, I've seen every type of preaching style, and you know, I've known the ins and outs of ministries. And I just, uh, it was basically more of a way to kill time. And um, they gave the classic Southern Baptist fiery sermon of um, brimstone and hell. And um, that time, it kind of shook me more than it usually would have um, with all that I've been thinking as far as am I actually saved or am I going to hell? And 
that started a month of, uh, honestly, it was torments, spiritually and mentally. I would oftentimes be up at night just thinking about it, and I couldn't go to bed. And Then one day, uh, is we had a youth group, and I was given a message. I can't even remember what the message was, but um, that night when I went home, I just, I knew I was broken. Uh, I'd finally got to uh, kind of a point of desperation, even though everything in my life was good. And... Um, I remember thinking to myself, uh, and I was like, you know, God, I'm, I'm done pretending that I'm serving you. Because um, back in the day, uh, what I'd done was uh, I realized I didn't want to go to hell. But nobody does. Um, but I had not given my life to Christ. Uh, it wasn't his. Um, so at that point, um, I told God I, I was finished, and I gave it to him, and I... I truly got saved that day, and I, I gave my life to Him. Um, and in giving my life to Him, I, I started serving Him. Um, and that, that was a big paradigm shift because, you know, I was, I was it's that started a period because right after that, um, you know, I got baptized again in February, uh, the following February, so it wasn't too soon after my church experienced revival. And during that revival, I started seeing examples of tons of people just being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that began a journey for the next two years of me relearning the Bible. Because growing up as a pastor's kid, you know, being in and out of the church all day long, um, you know, I could recite the books of the Bible backwards in orders. So, you know, I knew everything, but after I'd gotten saved, it was like I didn't know anything. Like, I had, like, knowledge, but I didn't have spiritual knowledge. And for those following two years, uh, reading the Bible and going to church, I started seeing things through a different lens, and it all began to be applied to my life through the Holy Spirit. And um, it was uh, it was just really, really awesome, um, the growth. And it also just uh, amazed me. Um, just when you're at a point of, you're brought to a point of humility where you realize like, you know, you serve an infinite God and you're a finite person. So every day there is more to learn about God and more that God has in store for you if you're willing to just let that happen. So anyways, I ended up, you know, getting close to graduating high school and at that point, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, I had different careers lined up for myself, um, and everything was rolling in the right direction. Everything was perfect, and uh, I was really excited with what, what was going on in my life. And so I ended up um, getting, uh, praying to God, asking Him what His next step for my life would be, because um, I, I wanted to dedicate that to Him. Um, so during the month of January, I fasted and uh, I was praying for what God would have me do. And uh, he laid Life Action Road Teams on my heart, which was something I've known about Life Action my entire life practically. Um, and I've never felt called to go there. So it was a really foreign notion. Um, and I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't know. So I, I told God, I was like, hey, um, if this is what you want me to do, give me a sign. And um uh, I, will, I will go to Life Action. The following month, the Life Action team actually ended up coming to my church and doing a revival conference. And that was definitely a God thing because um, another church had canceled on them and um, they had an open slot. And through all that, like, 
Usually these things are planned out a year in advance, and God opened the doors for Life Action to come to my church within a month of um, me saying that prayer. So after that, I sent in my application, and uh, I continued on with uh, ministry through Life Action. And uh, the first semester um, proved to be really difficult, and um, although one thing that uh, God really uh, worked on me through that first semester, uh, especially during my training before that, was being given the desire to f- grow and grow and grow with Him um, on a deeper level than I ever had. Um, and uh, one thing that has been trained through that time is my prayer life. Uh, before uh, joining the road, my prayer life was very scant uh, and I might have read the Bible every once in a while on different stuff, but um, God gave me a, a, you know, I just prayed to be desperate and prayed to be broken and prayed to have that desire. And God broke me and implanted that into my life. So that was fantastic because as I was saying, uh, the first semester was very difficult for our team. Um, we were a very small team uh, and um, that just led to a bunch of different complications. So when I went home um, for break, uh, I was expecting a time of um, refreshment, um, but I actually had a difficult time finding that. And um, through that, uh, you know, I was just kind of wondering, like I knew God was there and I had been listening to him and he had been talking and different stuff. But I was, I just, I was having a hard time hearing his next big step for my life. And I was just praying to God to just, you know, mold me into what or prepare me for what he has coming next so uh, i kind of got the idea that the plan his plans would be revealed after i was ready to step foot into those plans so i ended up returning to the returning to camp as we were getting ready to head out and uh when i did that um god that's when god really started working again in my life um one of the first things he did was he implanted a love into me for children that I never had before. Um, and as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a children's minister. Um, so that's a pretty vital part of the, the, the ministry as far as uh, if you're going to be a children's minister, it's really good to know how to love children. And uh, God implanted that in me uh, in a way that I never had before. Um, before, I was showing up to do the job because, you know, I loved God, but, you know, I didn't love the people around me. Um, and God, God changed that. Um, uh, so through that, um, now uh, there's so much in, more intentionality in the work that is done, um, and it's it's just fantastic. Um, but also during that time, uh, I ended up struggling with some other stuff, um, specifically with my testimony, um, a lot of lies uh, being told uh, by evil spirits and the devil, and I couldn't I couldn't get them out of my mind, and um, uh, it started taking a pretty big toll on me. Um, thinking that, you know, the feelings and thoughts of uh, worthlessness, because, you know, um, I'm around a lot of great people with really powerful testimonies. Um, But you have me, a preacher's kid who's come out of a perfect home, um, black tie galas. I've had, you know, out of the things I've got, um, own, uh, you know, they're pretty good things. And, you know, I've just, I've never struggled with depression. Um, You know, I've never had hardships that a lot of people have had. Um, So I was just struggling and, you know, asking God, like, you know, what in the world am I even here for? Like, and who is my testimony even going to reach? Because, you know, 
I got saved and you changed my life, but like, what did you bring me out of? Um, and that was what I was struggling with. Um, just, you know, uh, what is, who's my testimony going to reach? And, you know, why am I on this earth um, living for God? Like, what is God's purpose for me if, you know, I can't relate to other people? So God really um, started working with me in that. And uh, this was one of those issues I had to reach out for help with. And uh, I ended up reaching out to my dad. And uh, he ended up giving me the good news that God, um, God doesn't need anything special about us in order to be able to work through us. And that was uh, the great encouragement that I was able to gather from that, despite not having those difficult things, which was actually a, a blessing for me. Because uh, there's less for me to have to, you know, come back from and different stuff. And, of course, now all that can be used for a powerful testimony as well. Um, but uh, what it all boils down to is, you know, God um, God loves you and God chose you to be used. Um, and he wants to use you. He can use you. Um, so what I was doing, I was actually limiting um, God's power to work in my life. So since that... God implanted a, a sense of urgency to serve people as well. Because a lot of times I find myself just, you know, in my own circle. Uh, I, and I've always got my own job done, you know. Uh, as a worker of the team, um, you know, I do my part. But going out and serving people, you know, what God had distilled in me was a desire to connect with the people I minister to. Um, because... Uh, that was just something he put on my heart. Uh, a lot of that is like, you know, uh, wasn't very good at it. Um, I'm kind of shy. So um, me just going up to someone and, you know, asking, hey, how's your spiritual health right now? Uh, just a little, little awkward. But uh, a lot of that I, I learned um, to, in order to get into people's lives, just come up to them and, and serve them um, and see how you can be a part of their life. Um, and in that, uh, God allows for so much more to happen. So God's continuing to work in my life, and I'm excited to see where he takes me. Um, but that is uh, where I'm at as of the past few years. So that's my testimony. What would you say in the last year God has taught you most? I'm not sure how to answer that um, very well because um, it's been like drinking out of a fire hydrant. But I'd say one thing I'm... Realizing or learning is every step of obedience is a step of surrendering your life to God because you're surrendering your will. So, um, and when you surrender your will to God, God doesn't just, you know, put it up in a case for storage and stuff. Like, God uses you and God God will change you. Um, and I'm, that's one thing I think I'm seeing is um, just the transformation that God can have in your life. Even if um, your life wasn't half half bad there's so much more that god can do with it and what would you say has been one of the biggest struggles as a christian that you've had to face i think the biggest struggle i've had to face as a christian was honestly uh the feeling of worthlessness um in my testimony because um you know if i can't be a light to other people then you know what is my worth but you know my worth is in god and how he can use me all right, so the last question I want to ask is, what is one thing you would tell someone as they're sharing their testimony like? What is, I'm trying to think of how to word this. What is one thing you would tell anybody that was embarrassed of their testimony? 
someone was embarrassed of their testimony, uh, I would encourage them because uh, encourage them to understand and seek out that be careful of limiting God's power because when God chooses to use somebody, you know, we serve an infinite God and he has infinite ways of using him and he's all powerful. So God can use you and he wants to use you. So I would say, I would encourage them to say, hey, it's hard um, and everybody will struggle with having difficulty sharing their testimony because, you know, you're sharing about a vulnerable state that you were in because you had to give yourself to God and that you and you made yourself vulnerable to that. It is hard, but I'd also encourage them to say, hey, God has the ability to take your testimony and use it if you let him. That's really good. Is there anything else you would like to add onto this podcast or would this be it? I think that's it. Okay, cool. So this will be out on the 20th of February, I believe. So whenever this comes out, feel free to share it with your friends and go back and listen to our other episodes if you haven't. Follow us on social media, which is Instant Serendipity Podcast on Instagram. And then obviously you can find this podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music. Just find the podcast, listen to it, and share it with your friends. Thank you for supporting us and listening to us. And yeah, we'll be back next Tuesday with another testimony. So see ya.